welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Health Check series. Hello, I'm Jake. Um, so as Andy said, me and Andy are going to be doing a bit of a tag team on this one. So you've got the beardless man in black shoes and then the bearded man in yellow shoes afterwards. Um, so last week, Angie set the scene for us um, and handled the great and mysterious letter. Um, but we're only going to, going to be dipping our toe into the letter um, with regards to seeing what Jesus is saying to these churches and what we can learn from them. Um, we've just finished the identity and purpose um, through the parables, looking at our own personal walks of Jesus and how it shapes us. Um, so we could look at how this letter gives us a glimpse at our identity and purpose as a church. So we're doing a sort of health check on our church using these letters. Um, the letter that um, we've had read um, was sent in a certain period in the first century, which I believe we have a map for. Yeah, there we go. So there's all the churches. Um, and it would have been sent um, circular, so it would have been one letter that went around to all the churches, so all of them had a chance to read um, everyone's letter. So everyone would be reading about both the good and the bad and the ugly stuff that was happening in each church. Um, and we, we too get to read um, the letters and um, have a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly stuff that's happening in the church. Um, because it tells us that whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The plurality of the churches means it is for us um, as much as it was for those in history. So we've got to think about what is Jesus saying to us and what would his letter be to us? Is there some truth for us to accept, some brutal facts we must face as a church so we can move from being a good church to a great church? So the way we split this, um, so I've, I've got the church of Ephesus, so that's my expertise, and I'm going to hand off to Andrew to do the, uh, the church of Smyrna. Um, so like I said, the, church, the, the message was being sent around to all the churches, um, and it's being sent to the angel of the church, or the messenger as, of the church, as it's also described. So it's being sent to the leaders of the church um, as a health check from Jesus. Um, in this health check to Ephesus, he starts by talking about all the things they're doing right, um, how they're um, testing those who claim to be apostles but are not, how they've endured and persevered through hardships of persecution, um, most likely from the onslaught of Roman soldiers, and they say that it's all for his name. That part's important, so remember that bit, because we're going to come back to that. Um, but yet he holds this against them because they have forsaken the love they had at first. Now, when, we met, when me and Andrew spoke to talk about this, um, we picked up the word forsaken in that as sort of a quite, it's a very sort of powerful word. Um, and it's seen um, elsewhere in the Bible. It's seen in Matthew 27, in my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we had a look and we found that uh, it means to abandon or to leave someone, especially when they need you. 
What he's telling them is, is that they have forsaken love. They've forsaken Jesus' love. They've abandoned and left it behind. They've abandoned the love they had at first because they got so involved in doing things for his name. The deeds and hard work may have been done in accordance, but it was then held as proof that they have done what they are told. In this health check, Jesus is telling them to, ref to return to reflecting God's love. He's telling them to retune to his love and let his works come from it. He wants them to re-experience just being in his love and allow the deeds to come out of that rather than the other way around. The part of the passage, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He's not only telling the other churches um, who are also reading this and us to take note of what he's saying. He's telling them to speak to the Lord and ask what to do and allow the Spirit to work among the church rather than presenting our works and saying, we've done all this, surely you're happy. Okay, right, tag team. Thank you. I'm sure you've read, Lord, Lord, I've done this for you in your name, and I've done this for you in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I prophesied in your name. But he says, get away from me. I did not know you. It's all about relationship, and this is the reason why we're doing these kind of things. Nothing has changed. Even, you know, we can read the Old Testament, we can you know, read the New Testament. Nothing has actually changed because we are in relationship with each other. Relationships never change. We fall out and we fall in, a lo uh, in love, don't we? In and out of love with each other. So it's about people, but it's also about a relationship with the Lord. And that's why the word we've got is so important for us to understand. It's because it's all about relationship, how humans interact. But he wants us to do it out of love, not because of love. It's getting the right aspect. So, Jesus starts his letter to Smyrna, saying he is the first and the last, who died and came to life again. The description of Jesus reminds us of his power and authority. And it also connects us to the message of chapter 1, where verse 17 it says, where he's speaking to John, and John has just fallen down as though dead before the holy God. And what does he say? John, be not afraid. I am the first and the last. So the, the, the church in Smyrna is facing persecution. They are facing fear. And we've already talked about fear. You know, they're, they're facing all the things which they don't want to. And they are scared. They are fearful. And Jesus reminds them, he is the first and the last. Do not be afraid how many times is that phrase used i think it's 365 every day do not be afraid do you think the lord's saying us something yeah every day of the year maybe even the leap year he's covered that as well yeah 
So Jesus acknowledges that the church in Smyrna is facing, and he says, I know your afflictions and your poverty, because the thing is, they were li living under this persecution, they would be also suffering financially because they've been ostracized from the uh, community. They weren't welcome in that. They may not be allowed to work or all those things. So they are struggling. But Jesus says, yet you are rich. The church in Smyrna is facing this persecution, this poverty, but Jesus reassures them that they are rich in faith and in relationship with him. There's only two churches out of this, uh, out of these seven letters, or so, uh, this one letter to the seven churches. Only two of them, he get, uh, gives them a thumbs up and say, yep, you're doing okay. The others are a little bit rocky. Says something, doesn't it? The church at Smyrna was not just having trouble from the Romans, but also from the Jewish population in the city. The Jews that say they are Jews um, are not. They are the synagogue of Satan. Now, the word Satan here does not mean that these Jews were worshipping the devil, okay? It's just a use of a word, which means accuser. So these uh, Jews were accusing and, and just causing trouble for the church. Because some had most probably just moved from that community and joined the, that church because they've accepted that Jesus is their Messiah. And so if you know anything about what it means to leave a, a family where a certain faith is very prominent, to actually move out of that and say, no, I no longer believe that and I believe something else can cause huge rifts in the families. An upheaval was happening. And so the uh, Jewish uh, the synagogue here were causing the, uh, the, these Christians trouble as well. So they're not, they're a little Satan as in a little accuser, not the Satan who is the accuser of the brothers and sisters. He's accuser of us. So this upheaval for the close-knit community of Jewish believers as well as the Roman authorities, everything seemed to be against them. But he says, do not be afraid. You're going to face persecution some of you are going to be thrown into prison the devil's going to throw some of you in prison for 10 days notice the tip now i'm not going to go into the numbers and the of what numbers mean we haven't yeah we there's so many numbers it's a wonderful book for that but it means it's for a limited time so if you're facing something at this moment it's only for a limited time it will end and something else will start, and that will end, yes? We're not going to be constantly in this situation which we find ourselves. There is an end in sight, and it's not a, lamp, a man with a lamp, okay? There is the end, light at the end of the tunnel. You won't always be like this. So if we are facing bad stuff, it will end. It will come to a point. 
but he also encourages us to remain faithful in it and promises them a crown of life if they do not give up. Only victors win a crown in the local games. So we, uh, but they had to endure. They had to work to it. They had to kind of exercise. They had to work to be the winner. And what we exercise is our relationship, our connection with him. So it does reflect in that. Yeah, you've left your first love. You're doing all this exercise, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Get back to being. Get back to actually spending time with me. And then we will receive our prize the crown of life. So it's faithfulness, perseverance, even in the face of hardship. It will end. We're just going to keep on going. So let's take this health check and looking at these two churches first. What is Jesus saying to us as a church? Have we got ears to hear what he is saying? Trusting in God's promises, remaining faithful to Christ in all circumstances. Are we a church that is just going through the motions? Or are we doing it because we love him? As we gather around the table, it's our opportunity to repent. And that means to change our direction, to change our minds and choose to follow him. To choose to say, I let go. I go your way and not my way. Shall we do that? Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at locking castlechurch.org